I was checking out what, uh, I was looking at something. It, for a while, my eyes, like, were, if I squinted, I could, like, see a little bit better. And it, I was having allergies, too, so it was all, I couldn't tell if, like, 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 okay, I could see better for a second. And I took someone's glasses and I put them on to look at the thing I was looking at. And I was like, no, that's better. Yeah. <laughs> I can see better. You ever get the feeling that everything in America is completely fucked up? You know that feeling that the whole country is like one inch away from saying, that's it, forget it. Let's see. Thanks, Mr. Uh, now look, here's a house full of bees. Like you think the honey badger cares? It doesn't give a Listen, shit. Listen, let's get one thing straight. Price is right. Guns don't kill people. I do. So that wasn't, would that be considered Banda? Or is it, it so this is something that I've never really fully understood, but with or Ranchero. Or Ranchero, or if it's the do, there's the ballad about the gangsters versus the that was, Corridos. Oh, really? Yeah. That one that I played that one time? I'm, I'm not sure. Oh, okay. Because I, I, I did have someone tell me, like, hey, by the way, that's not Banda, that was Ranchero. Right. Or maybe they said Corrido. I don't yeah. remember, but I, we did get that wrong. Apparently. Okay. Yeah. Uh, what'd you think? You like that song? Yeah. Yeah, it's a good one. Huh? I'm always a fan of that yeah. style. Whatever that, that song is called La Razón. Oh, okay. Yeah, which is Spanish for the reason. Hmm. <laughs> gotcha. Okay. Okay. Anyways, I thought that would hit a little bit uh, better, but I uh, guess not. Moving on. <laughs> Got a special guest producer in the studio today. Hey, hey. Eddie? Eddie. What's up, guys? You don't want us to use your name. We'll bleep that out later. <laughs> uh, I can't, I'm trying to think. The last time I probably saw you is when we all got together when Buzz was in town for some fights. Have I seen you since then? At, at their old house? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Because we used to have uh, UFC parties, and there was always like a theme. So it'd be ground and pound, and we just different kinds of ground meats. We yeah. had a uh, rear-naked chicken. Everyone brought a <laughs> chicken dish. Was that when I brought some tea to share? I remember that night. Jake was there? Oh, was that not the last night? Uh, Get them all confused. I think the last one we had is when we were all doing a uh, silver month, and we all sat there quietly uh, with our hands in our laps. Fun. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was awkward. <laughs> <laughs> It's been a long time, guys. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for coming. How long has it been since uh, Buzz lived in that house? Uh, well, like three years? No, it's been, 
when did he move? Shoot, now I'm, now you guys are putting me on the spot. Well, because it feels like it's been a long time. We stopped playing basketball around the time. Well, I stopped anyways. Uh, around the time my boy was born, mm-hmm. and he's four now. And I feel like Buzz left not long after we stopped playing basketball. He left during. I think it was about two years. He left during COVID, didn't he? Twer- yeah, it was. It was just. He's. I think this is the second year that he's been gone. We stopped playing for a while, though. Yeah. I mean, it was, uh, we played a couple times during COVID, but. That's right. We weren't allowed to play. Remember, they took the goddamn rims yeah. down? Yeah, they took all the rims down from <laughs> the, the outside b- courts. Outdoor- ah. Oh, my God. I forgot about yeah. it. You have to love it. Oh. You have to love it. Which means they stole our net that we bought, those fuckers. That's right, dude. Let's- we, were, we were the ones decking those rims out with proper nets. and Dude, we should sue the government. <laughs> Take it to the man. <laughs> Yeah, but as I recall, was it a red, white, and blue net? Yes, it was. See, that's probably they, why they, they hate it. America. I've yeah. seen I've seen the pictures of you guys because you guys got all like decked out, <laughs> and Buzz had the the Kareem Abdul Jabbar glasses and everything. Yeah, we it was badass. We, uh, we were making it a thing on a weekly, and you know, trying to have fun with it. We called it the uh, what was it, perpetually injured basketball league. Yes, PIBL. <laughs> we 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 took pride in the jerseys that we wore. Everyone yeah. wore like a. a NBA jersey, yeah, of some sort of character, and then uh, let's see. So I I was in uh, either Sean Kemp or um, was that Jerry Stackhouse. Yeah, the and then for my birthday, you guys bought me a uh, not John Stockton. Um, who's the other guy on the Jazz? Uh, uh, Hornacek. Hornacek. Yeah. No, was it Hornacek jersey? I think it was. It was a white jazz jersey. It was a horn and check. It was. It was. Yeah, I remember now. But nice. yeah, you were uh, constantly wearing the Chris Mullen. Chris Mullen or my Beastie Boys one, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Oh, you got a Beastie Boys basketball jersey? Yeah. Damn. Look, it was reversible, like the old school, uh, the old school PE jerseys. Yeah. You turn in and out, so you have a way and home. Oh, was, dude, nice. Found it on eBay. Buzz had the Dennis Rodman jersey. Awesome. It was pretty rad. We had a lot of cool guys that would show up there. I have a uh, Cannibal Corpse basketball jersey that I bought at the That's show. It's perfect. It's my prized possession. Yeah. <laughs> now the weather's getting warmer. I'm like, it's it's Cannibal Corpse basketball season. Yeah, you got to come out. <laughs> come out to the, now that they put the rims back up, we should start shooting again. <laughs> now, <laughs> I'll get hurt. <laughs> Likewise. So I had a, an interesting that, I'm going to stick to MMA training. I, 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 uh, <laughs> I always, when we started this podcast, it's like the running joke is like, how many lists do you think you're on? Right. And then I follow some pretty, oh, by the way, uh, that number for you, Eddie, uh, just jumped up about <laughs> yeah. 10 or 12. Welcome to the club. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, every once in a while on a, I guess I'll call it a social media platform when you're obscure ones is this is the second time it's happened. Someone reached out to me that was so obviously a fed. Yeah, they're calling like, hey, are you ready for action kind of thing? And I'm like, nope, <laughs> deleting this. Like, And I was thinking about this yesterday. No action. I was like, this, that's, it kind of scares me a little because it, it seemed very like Fed-like. So yesterday I, I go to buy ammo mm-hmm. same day and I got denied. What? Yeah. No. Yeah. He goes, when they did the background check? Yeah, because here in California, you have to run a background check for buying ammo. He goes, uh, you got denied. I'm all, whoa. Like, does it give a reason? He's like, no. When's the last time you bought a firearm? I was like, six months ago. He goes, yeah. Then, uh, so here's what you need to do. And he brings out this form. 
is you need to contact the Department of Justice and they're going to give you a case <laughs> file. I'm like, how about you run it again? <laughs> I was like, he's like, can you think of any, have you had like trouble with the law or anything? I was like, no, like my, I have a completely clean record. And, and, uh, and I mentioned something. I was like, I, I started this podcast. <laughs> oh and the guy goes, oh, really? What's the podcast about? It's like, well, it's called Liberty Tree. And it's, uh, I don't know, anti-government, but pro-American. And, you know, we're very pro, you know, Second Amendment and anti-authoritarian and just giving the rundown. We're also anti-Trump. <laughs> or anti-loading your magazines and marching down to the courthouse. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I want to say that on the record. Yeah. And, uh. So in between, while I'm sitting there stressing, like, why did I, this, like, oh, no, dude. Like, now I'm going to be just, like, put in the mix with the Department of Justice and try, like, I'm never going to get this worked out. And I'm already in my head, like, I got, I mean, I got plenty of ammo, so I don't have to worry about that. But we're going through so much because we've been shooting so much. And there's got to be part of you, too, it, though, that's going, like, God, this is actually, I mean, kind of always wanted to be on a, like, <laughs> for sure be on a list. I, mean, I always like, I know joke I can about say, being yeah, on a list. Now I can legitimately say this is a little courage badge of courage so anyway two good things came out of it uh turns out he typed in my birthday wrong uh-huh. i was like can we just let's go over every single thing i was like this has to be a mistake yeah. like, i just bought my hunting tags there was no problem like everything's valid yeah and then uh also i have a new podcast listener sweet he's like dude he wrote it down he's like i'm definitely gonna check this out awesome I'm super excited yeah i ended up chatting with a guy for a while which was kind of nice Good dude. I would think those would be our people, the guys selling guns. Yeah, he was very California. much like, let's let's try and figure this out. But yeah, when he handed me that DOJ form, I'm like, oh, dude, like, why am I even holding this form right now? Like, why am I in this position? We, you know, we joke about the gun shops being kind of like uh, too cool, kind of like the surf shops. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in California, I have never met anyone in a gun store, including Sportsman's Warehouse, although I hear they're kind of the you know, the worst, um, who was, uh, like rude or, or I've never had that just a dork or I've never had that experience. Yeah. But when I went to Tennessee, I did all the guys in that gun shop could fuck off. Yeah. I think, I think being into that in California, you're, you are, it's like seeing another skater when you used to skate, like, right. Everyone hates us. Like let's have no static between us. I think you're already part of a, like a marginalized community. Yeah. (laughs) It's like, I think they're happy to have kind of a, just another reminder that there's some safety in numbers there. So, hmm. so well, it's too bad you're not on the list. So I mean, I'm sure you are. But <laughs> well, sorry, you didn't get denied. We'll get there. We'll get there. <laughs> so as we alluded to on the last episode, um, and I can think I could talk about this now, and I'll bring you up to speed. Or Eddie, I've had a family problem going on. And so now I can say it was my dad had a medical issue. And so we were talking about, we were at country summer, right? And we're relaxing. I'm enjoying the music, have a beer, have my armor on my wife. We're having like a good time with this other couple. And then I get a text from my brother, like call me. And I'm pretty close with my brother, but he never sends me a text like that. And um, I call him. He's like, listen, dad has some like organ failure. They just medevaced him down to Stanford. Um, I'm heading down there right now. We have to figure it out. And I was like, oh, my God. And so I, I, I make the decision, like, I'm not going to say anything to my wife because I don't want to ruin her. I'll tell her after this. But she could tell on my face that something was up. So I was like, here's the issue. Like, I guess he's, I can't say fine because he's in a medevac, like a helicopter heading to Stanford for some reason. I don't have any details. Like, we'll figure it out. And then um, the next day, 
try to call my dad, can't get a hold of him, can't work my way through the, the hospital tree. I talk to my brother. He gives me like some details. He's like, he's all right right now, but you should probably get down here. Like we, we need to talk to him or whatever. And my dad, just to give you some background is he's kind of that, I'm sure you guys can relate to this and I certainly can cause I'm becoming this guy. I'm becoming my dad, but like that old school, like I'm not going to burden you with my problems. Like just mm. everything's like, I just shrug, you know, like I could call my dad. He could be sitting in his house while it's on fire and dad, how you doing? Oh, fine. Fine. Uh, can I call you back? I'm in the middle of something. Yeah. Like, he I just mean, like, won't say anything. Of course we can relate to that. That is manly behavior. <laughs> I'm literally training my son to be more like that. Like stop, crying nobody cares about your problem right. right you have a job to do <laughs> so together so i finally get a hold of him i call him in his room my brother's like here's his direct number my brother's closer to him uh I, I, you know that's a couple hours for me to get down there and uh i get a hold of him i'm all dad how you doing oh, fine fine how are you doing? And he has the demeanor of like, I just called him while he's watching golf. Yeah, how are you doing? <laughs> yeah, that's what he said. I was like, good, good. How are you doing? I was like, so. I'm a little stressed out, dad, actually. God, work's been so tough, you know. And God, the, you know, me and the wife. Like, we, every once in a while, we have argument. Or, you know, leaving her laundry all over the place. It's it's just, just, I mean, I try to keep the house neat, you know. Like, what if someone comes over? I mean. These are going to Las Vegas. Yeah. <laughs> Big problems. So I finally call him. I'm like, dad, what's going on? He's like, fine. How are you doing? I was like. Well, what's going on? So nothing. I'm like, what do you mean nothing? Like, what? How? How are you? Are you all right? He goes, yeah, yeah. I'm like, well, they put you. Are you in the ICU right now? I was like, I don't know. Yeah, probably something. <laughs> okay, so they took you in a helicopter. You're in. You're in the hot. Why? Why are you in the hospital? He goes, oh, I don't know. I mean, it's anyone's guess. I'm like, well, what did the doctor say? Ah, they they don't tell me. They don't know shit. They don't tell me. Doctor. Doctor. <laughs> I'm like. Well, what are the nurses? He's not wrong. I, I mean, like, I, I can <laughs> definitely relate as having experienced a lot of interactions with doctors recently. Yeah. Like, fuck off. Right. <laughs> so then I go, what do you know? Well, what, what do the nurses say? He goes, ah, they don't, they don't say anything. I'm like, okay. So you're in the ICU, which I've had experience with. And there is on a regular basis, doctors and nurses coming. So they, you took a helicopter there. Right. So, so I was like, why, <laughs> why are you in the hospital? What was the reason? Can we start at the beginning? He's like, I don't know. Someone thought something was wrong with something. I don't know. Some shit. <laughs> just, <laughs> just totally unwilling to give it up. <laughs> and so I said, I go, so someone thought something was wrong with some shit. They took you by helicopter <laughs> to one of the largest hospitals in the country where you're in the ICU, the intensive care unit, which means there's something really wrong. And then on a regular basis, Doctors and nurses come in and just stand there in stoic silence, not say anything. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so I go man. like, Dad, do you know why you're in the hospital? And so he said, he goes, I don't know. Call your brother. He probably knows. And so I call my brother. My brother goes, okay, like, here's the problem. He, my brother is a very organized guy. He's like, it's this problem. It's this. It's this. And then uh, you keep calling him. Like, I think he's looking better. So, you know. Things are looking up a little bit. So my brother has all these updates. And I'm just trying to figure out, because I just know this, and you know this, that when they say, like, yeah, we might get you out of here, that could be two hours, that could be two weeks. You know, they have a shift yeah. change. They're like, well, your chart says this, and a different doctor comes in, and we just became, like, pros. You're just like, just don't even worry about it. When we're out of here, we're out of here. But I'm trying to figure out if I can get a ballpark 
before I make like a road trip to go see my dad. Like, I still want to go down there and you're not there. But if you're going to be there for a while, I'll come down now or tomorrow. Like, you know, whatever, whatever works. I'm trying to help here. Because if I'm uh, picking up the right vibe uh, from what you're telling me about your dad, like he could at any moment just be like, fuck this, I'm out of here, and just like, sign himself out. Oh, he was. He's like, I want to go home. Yeah. <laughs> and then he does that stuff where he, he even did the, uh, I'm trying to get like details out of him because I keep calling him. He's like, I don't know, just whatever. <laughs> he just won't say anything. And he does like that, you know, like old people, they start muttering like about like random stuff. Like, dad, are you going to be there for like the week or like, soon are you getting out or like if if you're gonna be there over the weekend i'll come down he goes i don't know i mean they gotta let me out sometime probably i mean i'm gonna go home it's gonna be a stack of mail a mile mile high half that shit you don't even need you know what i'm saying (laughs) dad (laughs) help me out here so my brother goes they're transferring him somewhere else and here's the new number i'm all he's doing good um you know, we have like a plan. My brother's been kind of killing it. He goes, okay, we're doing this, this, this. We're trying to get him like transferred out. And so this happens yesterday. I call, I was like, so I told my brother, I'm like, that sounds like decent news, right? I mean, you're coming out of the, the ICU, right? And they're going to transfer him out of the hospital to like an assisted place or whatever. He goes, yeah, yeah, I think we're, we're looking good. You know what I mean? He's all, give him a call though and see how he's doing. My dad was always like a very like happy-go-lucky guy. It's like he doesn't, never misses the opportunity to, to like crack a joke. You know what I mean? Great sense of humor. And uh, so I call him. I get off work yesterday. I call him. And the conversation goes like this. He's like, hello? It's like, dad, how you doing? Who's this? It's <laughs> like, this is your son. Which one? I'm like, the illegitimate one you had with another woman. <laughs> They've been hiding from the family the entire time. Like, decent joke. He goes, yeah. hmm, okay. I'm like, ooh, shit. Like, that's a bad, like, yeah. so what's going on? He's like, nothing. I'm like, well, how are you feeling? He's like, I'm, how come he didn't laugh at my joke? Yeah, I'm all, <laughs> I go, how are you feeling? He goes, terrible. I'm like, oh, like, I don't hear my dad talk like that. I'm like, why? I thought, like, what's going on? He goes, <clears throat> I have cancer. I'm like, cancer? He goes, yeah, cancer. He's all, they just found it. I have to have surgery tomorrow, but they said it's all over the place. They found it through these tests, and it's probably like, I don't even see the point of it at this point. I'm like, holy shit. And I start, like, tearing up in my backyard. Yes. I'm like, and I'm, like, telling myself, I'm like, don't fucking break down on the phone. Don't do it. be a pussy. Do, do it when don't you get off the pussy. phone. Like, he's got enough <laughs> on his plate. Don't do this to him. I'm like, <clears throat> I was like, Jesus. He's like, yeah, Jesus. I'm like, uh, okay, listen, I need, like, a little bit of time. I'm going to come down tonight. I got to organize some things. I'll be there in like three hours. And I'm just like, my heart is in my chest. He goes, all right. Yep, sounds good. I'll be here. I'm like, what time is the surgery? He goes, I don't know, Marcus. They don't tell me anything. <laughs> <laughs> I go, Marcus? I'm all, who is this? He goes, who's this? I was like, this is Matt. I'm looking for my dad, David. He goes, you got the wrong room. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> No way. Holy shit. No fucking I call way. his old room. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, fuck. Oh, dude, Matt. We're like, it's dude, I'm like, cheers. I'm really sorry <laughs> about I said, the cancer. I go, I'm so sorry, sir. I hope, I hope 
tomorrow goes well for you. Like, I'm sorry about the mix up. <laughs> I was on the phone with this guy for like five minutes. <laughs> He's probably going, which one? The, the illegitimate one. Yeah, I know. The right? kid found me. That. <laughs> That's why I called you Marcus. <laughs> he knew that his illegitimate son's name. <laughs> oh, oh my God, dude. What a fucking roller coaster That's of insane. emotions. Oh, dude. It was, Relief you must have felt, though. It right? was. And yeah. then so Kate comes back, and I'm like, how did you didn't recognize his voice? Dude, he didn't it, recognize your it was the exact same cranky old man. I'm not giving you any information. <laughs> what are the fucking chances? Dude, it was wild. Wow. I called my brother. I'm like, dude, you won't believe it. <laughs> wow. And then I called my dad. I was like, dad, how are you feeling? He's like, ah, I'm all right. I was like, check this story out. And I told my dad. He's like, <laughs> my dad just goes, ah, poor fella. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Oh, my God, dude. Yeah. And so, you know, my wife comes home and I'm, I got tears in my eyes, but I'm like laughing. She's <laughs> like kind of out of relief. Like, yeah. Woo. Yeah. It could always be worse. Yeah. <laughs> well, you got anything um, that's not related to death, including necrophilia to talk about? Oh, a lot of good feedback on the uh, necrophilia segment. I know. People love that guy. Or I should say... Sick fucks. I say a lot of good... I should say a lot of feedback. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, are you guys... How... What's your... Hold on. Good morning. Time to get up and go to work. What's your level of awareness of... We all know the Joe Rogan podcast. I've heard and, of it. And have you guys, did you guys listen to the recent episode with uh, JFK Jr.? Yes. No, but the more and more clips I see of it, the more I'm like, Jesus Christ, I got to listen to that. It's pretty good. It's, yeah. it's pretty wild. To be honest, that was the first time I've ever really heard that guy speak. Yeah. Oh, really? So, yeah. So I, I've only seen pictures and print and mm-hmm. that sort of stuff. So when I heard him on that, I was really taken back by it. Is that a Jimmy Buffett shirt? Donnie Benet. Donnie Benet. Yeah. Nice. Not Who's bad. Donnie Benet? He's an Australian uh, musical artist who Buzz turned me on to him. Oh, sweet. Huh. Yeah, you guys got to Google or uh, YouTube that. It's All awesome. right. And get some new glasses because I thought that said Jimmy Buffett. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Face. Shannon loves this shirt, by the way. <laughs> she says it's the, uh, the pedo shirt. I was like, that's that insulting. Yeah, he's definitely he's a, a pedophile. Nice uh, a little pedo vibe going on. <laughs> <laughs> that's the mustache, I think, that sets it up. <laughs> so uh, you have heard the episode. Yes. Yes. What did you think of it? It was actually, um, I thought it was really, there was no bullshit with it. Yeah. It seemed pretty cut and dry. Yeah. It's, it's. Uh, I mean, I'm pretty far down the path of, you know, certain lines of thinking and there were things in there. It's just like holy crap! Like I didn't, I didn't know that. So, so one one thing that I was surprised about though is that because you know if you take in any kind of mainstream media, he's just the anti-vax guy. That's all. Right. That's all he's known as. But he's the bull- yeah, which is ironic since uh, he's the leading Democratic candidate <coughs> yes. for president right now. Yeah, I know. Uh, the, the world loves him, but the mainstream media is right. just on high alert. And, right and there's our two-party illusion right yep. there, right on full display. Yep. Uh, what I didn't know about him is how much of his life's work was uh, dedicated to uh, environmentalism, and which began, correct me if I'm wrong there, Eddie, but um, 
growing up around the Hudson River, and he was a big part of the legal push to get right. chemical. You know, you hear those old stories about the Hudson River catching on fire and being different, whatever color that, you know, the car plant was closest to, that would be the color of the river. <laughs> uh, he was a big part in suing these companies and getting them compliant with stricter EPA regulations. So large body of his work was as a bleeding heart environmentalist, mm-hmm. which is funny because now the left is, the, he's like public enemy number one after this episode on the Joe Rogan podcast because all they took away from it is that he's an anti-vax guy and he's uh, giving COVID misinformation and he's causing vaccine hesitancy. That's all you're seeing right which, now. Which, if you have an open mind, all you have to do is listen to that podcast from yeah. beginning to end and then you listen to the reviews of it from those people that are criticizing him. Yeah. And it's obvious that they don't listen to the podcast. Exactly. Right. They're not. Yeah. And if they are, they're just totally la, 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 la. That, know, it's, that's it's always really a trip. That's yeah. always fascinating to me is that when you, the most like staunch adversarial opinions that people have is, are like, I'm a, you, did you listen to the podcast though? No. No, I'm not going to listen to that guy. It doesn't how matter. Could, how could you have an opinion on it? No, I saw the clip. I'm for the current thing. <laughs> <laughs> and the current thing is he's bad. So do you... Even though everything he stands for aligns perfectly with my uh, democratic beliefs, including gun control and environmentalism. Yeah, and all up that. until he went on Joe Rogan podcast. All I know is that I hate Joe Rogan and that, that's it. Yeah, it's like I don't have to listen. Why would I listen to that? Kelly, you had mentioned that um, um, Robert F. Kennedy Jr. Mm-hmm. Or, uh, is like the leading candidate, right? Yeah, for the Democrats' uh, National Party or whatever. But the DNC isn't going to allow him to run. It's oh, going to be yeah. the same thing they did with Bernie, uh, Bernie, yeah. or worse. Because thing, Bernie still toes the is in the system and toes the company line when he has to. Yeah, he this guy is a total outsider. Yeah. Yeah. Beliefs have nothing to do with it either. You know, his, his principles, his platform has nothing to do with what they think of him. He's so, an outsider, and therefore he must be destroyed. So a perfect example, as you compare him, you know, what's the difference between him and Bernie? Like, yeah, Bernie was outside. He's got some heavily socialist views, but they had decided, like, well, Hillary's going to be um, the candidate, right? Mm-hmm. That's why they... What was the tipping point for that during the debates? They gave they prefed Hillary the questions before the debate. Like there's, they just weren't we, going to let. We Bernie found go. out later that the somebody through emails had said like, okay, right, no more Bernie. Yeah, but basically. Bernie, but but to your your comment about Bernie towing the line, like he yeah. just voted for. Uh, I think we were going to pull all of our troops out of Yemen, or we were going to stop fund helping the Saudis fund the war mm-hmm. in Yemen, which is still going on to this day. And and Bernie goes like, nope. I'm all good with it. So he's still very much right. like toes that line. Robert Kennedy Jr. Jr. is very much has some serious questions about the military industrial complex and our overseas conflicts. And it's just like, they're not like, that's when we talk about the notion of the deep state. Like they're, they're not going to let that guy get to that stage. He's asking the wrong questions. Yeah. And it has, it, I'm it, sure it, none of it has anything to do with the questions he asks about his uncle's. Exactly, yeah. Murder. And I was going to say, given his family history, I'm like, whoo. Yeah, that guy's got some balls now, on him. Right. They can't. I'll bet you they're more afraid of him than they are of Trump. That's yeah. There's some meat on that bone for sure. Trump was in office, and he never. Uh, well, for with the JFK stuff alone, he yeah. never declassified the stuff he said he was going to declassify. Right. He talked a big game, and the deep state hated him and tried to take him out. But what damage did he really do? Yeah, RFK 
uh, is for one, I guess an unknown entity. Mm -hmm. So they don't know, but his family history and his distrust of the deep state, I think is way deeper than Trump's. Even though I don't agree with him on a lot of the, the shit that he talks about. I definitely agree with him in his feeling about uh, the deep unelected yeah. state that is yeah, controlling most sure. of our lives. Yeah, I think that might be the the biggest sticking point of like why he's not going to get to this, not not get the nomination. Yeah. Um, okay, so do you guys know who Peter Hotez is? Yep. Yes. I'm going to set this up. Only from Joe Rogan. Yeah. And not to make this uh, entirely like Joe Rogan-centric here, but well, I feel like I should set some of this stuff up. Um, did you just hit play on something? No. Okay. Oh, you say something? Oh, just, yeah, real quick. Uh, it's, it is very Joe Ro- Rogan-centric. I mean, he's the biggest media person in the world. Which we're going to get into today, yeah, for sure. Okay. And so I only know who Hotez is because he went on Joe Rogan, mm-hmm. and we, we actually played some of the... Uh, I don't know if it was when we were doing the Food Compass episode or we played a clips, I think, on the podcast yeah. about him talking just yeah. about how unhealthy he was and yet he was promoting which is vaccines. The, which is the clip the I'm playing. So, okay. yeah. But um, it isn't, uh, it is, I didn't know any of this stuff was a thing until I started, it just kind of started trickling because I don't really uh, pay attention as much as I probably could uh-huh. to all the shit that's going on in the world. Yeah. I, mean, I do have, I have to some, I can't just spend money on this podcast. Right. I have to also make money. <laughs> so, so a lot of my time is spent working. And so uh, this, but stuff started trickling in about Hotez and it all stemmed from Joe Rogan. So yeah. in one sense, it is very Joe Rogan yeah. centric. And that's usually how I get information. Yeah. Like I just, I'll hear a little thing here and a little thing there. My wife will bring something up. I'm like, hmm. She's like, how do you not know about this? You talk about this all the time. I'm like, I don't know. I just kind of, I'm the, I, I just put my, you know, lick my finger and put it in the wind and just kind of try to feel what's going yeah. on out there. That's we, how I get we, most of my information. I walk out the front door test. Yeah. Yeah. I do the same thing is if I hear something, which is, I think it's a burden and a curse because you hear something so many times and I can only pay attention. There's seen, there's, there are things that on a daily basis I'm looking into and researching. It's, it's just stuff that I find interesting. And there's other things that like, I only have so much time, you know, just like you were saying. And so when it goes like, do you hear what like China's doing? I'm like, I'm not really paying attention to that. And you hear, hear it enough. You're like, okay, I'll like I'll look mm-hmm. into that. And then once I start looking into right. something, if I'm interested in it, I'll, I'll overshoot the mark. That's why our slogan is Liberty Tree Podcast. You hear it second. You heard it second. Or third. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll set this up with this. Uh, so this is, uh, I believe that Hotez has been on Joe Rogan multiple times, but this is the one that we already played on the clip. But for the people that haven't heard it, I just want to set this up. Like, this is the kind of guy that we are dealing with right here. Do you take care of your immune system in other ways? Do you take probiotics? Are you cautious about your diet? Um I'm not as cautious about my diet as I should be. I'm a junk foodaholic, uh, actually. Well, that he's seems a, he's like a terrible thing for your health. Yeah, this is a terrible stage. thing he's for a fat my health. And something At least he's honest. Working on it but that seems basis. ridiculous for someone who works with health. Yeah. Yeah. What's sometimes, going on with you, man? Sometimes, man, I just don't sometimes. get it right. <laughs> How often? What? How often? How often do I steal a bag of chips or something like that? How often do you that? eat garbage uh <laughs> i don't day? know no no hopefully not every day but you know hopefully so, not every day. Uh, maybe shit. a couple of times a week <laughs> oh. okay. can i just say yeah. before you say what you're gonna say that the way that joe rogan interviews people is like 
exactly what the media doesn't do. Yeah. It's a conversation, two people. Mm -hmm. He has three hours to get to his point. Right. And he will just kind of say, like, what's up, man? Like, he doesn't have to say, well, sir, you said this. And, you know, we have two... 30 seconds to get this out. And yeah. it's like, well, what's going on with you? Yeah, I got you? this like, talking point. You have this talking point. He identifies point. Then, with him as a person. Is like, what's what's your deal, man? Like, don't you, you know, and yeah. just really like kind of disarms people that way. It's awesome. And it's, also that something that, which, you know, having that expanded time format gives you the luxury to do, which I think is the, the best way to convey our uh, information and have civil discourse. What you don't get with a, the mainstream media program, when someone says something that's a complete contradiction, they're fed the questions, they already know what the answer is going to be, and right. they say something that completely contradicts reality, and there's no like, wait, 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 wait stop, stop. Right. Wait, that I got to push back on you right mm-hmm. there. There's no time for that, and there's no desire for it either. It's no. it's theater. That's why you're, wa- you're watching yeah, a scripted, scripted play. So this conversation, and I, I'm not, I don't... I'm not solely playing this to, to poke fun at, you know, this guy is wildly out of shape and unhealthy and eats fucking garbage. And, you know, it's the point is, this is kind of the point of bringing all this up. One of the points is that if you, I don't need someone like this that doesn't do the, 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 the fundamental basics of staying healthy, which is exercise and diet. That's where we start. And that this and is booze. What, and booze, yes, <laughs> for stress, mental health. <laughs> yes, self medicate. Your dad tells you he's dying of cancer. Like you're gonna want to <laughs> knock a few back. <laughs> or someone else's. Mark, Marcus's dad might tell you that too. It's yes. Still, you. It's so stressful. <clears throat> is to have people like this. There's as we talk about the walk out the front door test, and this was the, the the most frustrating thing about the COVID pandemic. Anyway, is having. Wildly out of shape people with a mask, you barking at you that you need to take a vaccine. And you're going like, what? Why don't you go jogging? We could start with that. There are some very like easy things that everyone can do. Eat a, eat a decent diet. Get out into the sunlight. Do some exercise. And all that got glossed over. That was like saying that you were, that was misinformation. Yeah. This, you would get flagged online for- You're shaming for people. Totally. You're shaming people, yeah. No, there has been a big push to suppress the- value of vitamin d yes of the sun yeah right i saw a lady today in the market on the way here who was so white that it it looked unhealthy like she was yeah. transparent and it was she was kind of, you could tell by the dress she was wearing and the guy that she was with that they were a little bit weird like they weren't dressed similarly like they weren't both like amish yeah but she had this like long like up to the neck dress down to the ankle kind of thing and um he had like sideburns that were like way too big you know, it was just like, wow, these people are weird. And I was just Time thinking, travelers. maybe I was, but he was in like Hawaii, a Hawaiian shirt with super short shorts. <laughs> it was odd. <laughs> and I'm thinking, looking at this woman, like there is a demonization of the sun and yeah. people are suffering from that mm-hmm. by not getting enough vitamin D. There's all this research that vitamin D is one of the most helpful uh, things that you can give to yourself to to combat right. illness and just be healthy in general. And yeah, we're told never go in the sun without sunscreen and a hat and yeah, stay in the shade. And- I had that discussion uh, with my mom of all people actually because she was going to her grandkids their soccer games, and we were out in the sun. We were outside as long as it was light outside. We were outside. And I remember yeah. getting sunburned and you know constantly out in the sun. Yeah. And she goes, it's it's wild. People are so afraid of their kids being in the sun. Yeah. And they're blasting them in the face with aerosol sunscreen. I know. It's like, oh, my God. Like, what are you spraying into your kids' yeah. Is that face? organic? Like, <laughs> <laughs> I have, I do not allow 
sunscreen to yeah. touch my son's skin. And I actually had to tell the school one time they put sunscreen on him and I went in there like, hey, what the fuck? Like, no sunscreen on him. And turned out it was my fault. There's some miscommunication, but <laughs> as usual. Sorry about that. I'll take, I'll take my answer <laughs> off the air. <laughs> okay, so to continue, here's the rest of that clip because I want to play the end of what he says here because that kind of sets up what we're going to talk about today. Do you take vitamins? I don't take vitamins. Really? Yeah. I don't take, wow. I don't think they do. I don't think they're needed. Because most in the, Amer- in the American, what? in the American, hold up, hold up, hold up. You don't think they're needed while you're eating junk food? Well, well think- hopefully, I'm not only eating junk food. Okay, right? but you know, there's a large body of clinical mm-hmm. research on the efficacy of vitamins, mm-hmm. especially vitamins D, vitamins. I, B, I have taken vitamin D for periods, for and periods. the recommendation of my internist. Yeah. Yeah. What about essential fatty acids, which mm-hmm. are great for your brain? Fish oil. Uh, all these different things that are fantastic. Uh, for I'm, I'm not going ar- to. I'm not going to argue with you. What you is got, going you, on with you, 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 got, you got a lovable chubby guy over me. Listen, but it would you would have a much better He's argument. You're, you're, you're making my wife stay here. Yeah. So, you're taking care of yourself a hundred percent instead of. But you just still need. But you still need your vaccines. Okay. <laughs> what? Where did that come from? We weren't talking about that. My point exactly. Yeah. Well, I sorry, Joe, but I uh, I have this. I have to say the word vaccine. Yeah. Once every fifteen minutes, and that time was up. I know we weren't talking about yeah, vaccines, contract, but I need to fit that into the conversation. Obligated. Exactly. On one of the largest multi mul- largest media platforms in the world. Yes. Right. Probably. Is there anything larger than that? Mm-mm. Yeah. As far as larger than Joe Rogan. As far as single view. That's a good shared? question. Hey, uh, look that shit up, Jamie. Uh, <laughs> actually, will you dildo that? Is there is there any larger platform than Joe Rogan? Something to that effect. So I play this because not to set up the hypocrisy of this guy just based on this clip, which is very obvious and it's something that we hit before, but to kind of set it up and not not to just pick solely on this guy, but I'm picking on what he represents because there's th- this is the same thing as your Anthony Fauci's, your Ro- Rochelle Walensky's, your Randy Weingarten's. Like we're not solely picking on this guy, but this is he represents this body of people that all have this narrative. They're wrong or lying or hypocritical with everything they say. And it's just very you know, we have a stoner comedian that just pulls apart this guy's, you know, basically his logic, mm-hmm. you know, just like off the top of his head, you know, of like, why why are you in charge of health? You don't do the basic thing, you don't believe in vitamins. Right. And at the end he goes, We still need our vaccines though. Right. Are you fucking kidding me? And it's just, it's, and that's where it starts to get interesting because if some stoner comedian can go out and totally shred this guy's logic, Mm -hmm. then it might not be that logical, right? He's saying, and that's where all of the, from my perspective, the whole controversy around this is this idea which I'm sure you're going to get to. So I don't mean to cut you off before you get there, but this idea that, Joe Rogan is offering a uh, platform for Hotez and RFK to debate. Right. And we can't do that mm -hmm. because if a jerk-off comedian with zero training can poke holes in your logic, Mm -hmm. then what's going to happen if you actually debate someone that has done research and stuff? So they they can't let that happen. And that's why you're seeing all this shit come up where it's like, you know, the debate me bro meme? No. So it's like this. Sounds pretty on <laughs> on brand. It's like it, it, demeaning people who want to debate a topic. Yeah. 
have a, have a civil diffs course about a controversial yeah. idea. You have your facts. I have my facts. Let's compare them. Right. In in a controlled environment with a with a moderator. Yeah. No, we're not doing that. I'm not going to give airtime or a platform to a white supremacist. Yeah. You know. And so. I am with you on what you said. You missed one small detail that is very very important. It was you talked about. Well, I'm not going to debate this guy who has done all this research. One thing that we missed is the guy who's refusing to debate is an expert in this field, has dedicated his entire life to this exact subject. So yeah. part of the problem yeah. that they had... Right, so they're poking a hole in the idea of expertise. Right. Yeah. So part of the problem is people came out and said like, well, it's just not fair to Peter Hotez because they have a bunch of producers that are going to do all this research and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, isn't this what this guy does for a living? Isn't yeah. he a he is an ologist? He's a producer. This is what he does. <laughs> and you're afraid of Joe Rogan's interns doing Google right. searches? You're afraid before, of Jamie? Before <laughs> now, if he had Eddie on his crew, by the way. Well, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's obviously be cheating. Fuck. Uh, so Eddie pulled it up. It is, uh, well, that's the most popular... What what was the exact question? Dildo, uh, what is the largest uh, media platform in the world? All right, so carry on. Okay, so they so now that they have called for this debate, so I guess we should get into that. This played out on Twitter, and I always try to remind myself like Twitter's not real life. When people send me stuff on Twitter, I'm like, dude, half this shit is bots. You know what I mean? But this is where it can also be seen as the public square. This, this is why this is where these conversations go on. So Yeah, you know what's funny about <clears throat> Twitter itself is not as interesting as people talking about Twitter. Have you noticed There's that? There's an entire industry of people talking about what's on Twitter. Yeah. yeah. Well, it, it, like when Dave Smith talks about his arguments, which I do see when they they come up on Twitter, I don't get very many notifications on Twitter. Um but when they pop up, I'll look and it's kind of interesting to me to see what Dave Smith said and what someone responded to, but I never quite get it because mm-hmm. I don't really know how to use Twitter very right. well. Yeah. But then he starts talking about it, and then it's very interesting. Yeah. Dave Smith are talking about his arguments, and he goes through it with this happened, this happened, that. It's like, oh, okay, that's kind of cool. Like, I actually, Twitter is great for that. Yeah. But just Twitter on itself, it's just like kind of like the phone book or a dictionary. Like, it's not <laughs> really, like, I can't wrap my head around the whole thing. I put it I once. I need someone to explain it to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I don't use Twitter at all. But, yeah, a lot of the uh, podcasts and research and stuff, it's, they, they always reference conversations going on Twitter. So like it or not, this is where a lot of these conversations at least start. And for the call is that you were talking about the call for debate because the reason why the call for the debate came is that Peter Hota, after this RFK Jr. uh, episode on Joe Rogan, where he came out and gave a, I would say, a very, very compelling case um, about the COVID shot and vaccines completely. Because um, Peter Hotez came out with a book. He has a daughter that is autistic, and he wrote a book called oh, uh, right. Vaccines Didn't Cause My Daughter's Autism, something like that. Right. And he references her several times in the Joe Rogan podcast. Um, I don't want to don't touch that one because you know, I'm not going to make fun of someone's kid or whatever. But Unless they're really retarded. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> I, I wanted to make a comment yeah. about that Twitter thing. You know how you were saying a lot of the um, topics come originate on Twitter. A lot of the thing, yeah, you pull from Twitter. Well, Twitter happens to be one of the 
smaller social media sites. That oh, I really? Used. In it, terms of users? Yes. So uh, it reminds me of, what is it, the, the smallest with the loudest voice? Yeah. Uh-huh. Is getting the most attention. Which yeah. which ex- which you describes know? Twitter pretty pretty well, right? Well, and most of our experiences in and all media in media, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now I think about it. Yeah. So I mean, they they blow up these issues that people think you know, on social media. Oh, that's a huge issue in the world today. But no, it's not. It's just I a mean, small. Yeah. The American group. Revolution which, was the same thing. If you really want to take it back to like the three percent, yeah, just like a, a small exactly yeah. a small motivated group make make a big deal out of mm-hmm. something, and then it changes the world, which. Maybe it is a big deal, and just people that care about what's on Twitter might not be on Twitter, but they are still influenced by it, and they care about it, even though they themselves are not on it. So it could be that it's just a, it could be a small number of users that are reflecting a very, uh, you know, big group. Yeah, which to to go to your point, Eddie, that's why I referenced, uh, preface this by saying, when I see these things on Twitter, I always go, don't. Don't conflate Twitter with real life, right? Right. You're seeing, you know, a lot of the stuff is bots, as I was saying. But this conversation was going, now it, it began with Peter Hotez because I believe this article was in Vice that says Spotify has stopped even trying to stem Joe Rogan's vaccine misinformation. And Peter Hotez referenced that article and tweeted, it's really true, it's just awful. And from all the online attacks I'm receiving from this absurd podcast, it's clear many actually believe absurd. this nonsense. Okay, so that wow. that's a shot across the bow, yeah. right? As far as the exchange of ideas, yeah. Right. I mean, he did call his podcast absurd, yeah, and and called it nonsense and nonsense. So, <laughs> Joe Rogan gets a hold of this and says he he ponies up a hundred thousand dollars, right? But you wish you could just fight the people that are. <laughs> <laughs> I don't so think, Joe Rogan steps think, up and says, "You meet three o'clock <laughs> behind the gym." <laughs> So he ponies up $100,000. So he goes, check, check it out. I'll give $100,000 to any charity you want if you come on my podcast, debate, no time limit, but you and Robert Kennedy Jr. And let's, let's have it out. Like, you, you know, you, you, you kind of called him out here, called him nonsense. He says it's absurd. Put your money where your mouth is, expert in this exact field, by the way. And Peter Hotez, if I get in the timeline correct, uh, tweeted back, said, that's you spend that on a weekend with your hunting buddies or made like some shot at Joe Rogan. Then he deleted the tweet, but Joe Rogan goes, I got a screenshot of the tweet. Like I see you deleted this just so you know, I I did see it. (laughs) And so other people started jumping in and pitching in money. So it's up over what? Like a million dollars. It's over a million. I I heard someone say 3 million, but I haven't seen that confirmed, but yeah, it's, it's over a million dollars. So why? Hold on. Just, okay. Go ahead. Why is it always to the to a charity? How come he can just give him the million dollars? <laughs> it's like, wouldn't that be more motivating? I'll do it, but I'm not giving him my money to some bullshit charity. <laughs> well, I mean, uh, wouldn't he be more motivated by the money going to him rather than him having to give it to someone else? Like, who make it a billion dollars? Who cares? Like, why is that more motivating? But a billion to you? Okay, like, fucking, let's do this. Because it's not to motivate him; it's to motivate other people seeing this and to put the social pressure on him. I was like, look. But at the end of the day, you got to motivate him. Yeah. And I guess if you're just doing it through social pressure, yeah, should, maybe that. should offer some. It doesn't junk. seem like it's working, though. He's like, I'll give you junk food for lifetime supply. Totally. <laughs> if you debate Ho-Ho's. Junior. <laughs> <laughs> An entire shipping container of ho-hos. So 
Peter Hotez writes and says, uh, Joe, you have my cell, my email. Oh, for Hotez. We need a new campaign. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll debate that son of a bitch. <laughs> so Hotez writes back. Is that the name of the uh, episode? Oh, yeah. <laughs> for Hotez. Not bad. Says, Joe, you have my cell, my email. I'm always willing to speak with you. And then Joe Rogan tweeted back, like, that's a non-answer. Like, are you willing to debate RFK Jr.? Basically, you can't go around to everyone else, you know, publicly announce this is bullshit. This guy's wrong. It's absurd. You know, this is ridiculous. Everything is misinformation. It's a lie. And go, okay, tell us why. Like, tell us why. No, I'm not going to do that. We'll give you a million dollars to give to any charity you want. No, I'm still not going to do that. So do you remember when Peter Hotez, on that first clip that we played about um, from Joe Rogan, when he got so much flack for that because people are saying like, yeah. why, why, why is this guy giving health policy? Like right. he's a fat pile of shit. He doesn't exercise. He eats junk. Like I don't need him telling me like what I need to inject into my body. Or I don't need his thoughts on like masks or uh, social You distancing. just, that was a Freudian slip that you made right what's, there. What's that? Well, why do I need him to tell me what to inject into my body? Mm-hmm. Well, that's the reason. Yeah. Because health is not about how you take True. care of your body. Nowadays, what health means is what you inject into your body. Right. Because the pharmaceutical companies are the ones telling us what is and what isn't healthy. Which, which goes is the point of this show, whole thing. The, the point guess, of this yeah. whole thing is that this guy is a vaccine salesman. He's a yeah. big pharma rep. He's he's not a, a he's doing nothing for public health. And right. Probably on the titles a board that he gives in himself. 10 years. You'll be working for somebody in 10 years. I think he already is, technically. That's what I mean. You'll yeah. be on the board or something, just like every other did, person. In did you country. see, uh, do you guys know who Rochelle Lewinsky is? I do not. Uh, head of the yeah, CDC. The, uh-huh. And big time um, vaccine enthusiast. But Marjorie Taylor Greene, I guess they had a hearing. And Rochelle Lewinsky looks like might be the fall guy for this whole thing, now that the narrative is falling apart. Like, like she might be the patsy, the one that gets thrown under the bus. Marjorie Taylor Greene asked her, like, I got a question. Have you picked out which pharmaceutical company you're going to work for when you go to the CDC? <laughs> nice. <laughs> so the, the, the beef goes on. Uh, Elon Musk jumps in and just writes, I'm aff- he's afraid of public debate because he knows he's wrong. And then you That have- was a big deal. Him jumping right. in yeah. was like, okay, now the whole world is paying attention to this. Right. And then you have people <laughs> saying, uh, I think this is Mark Cuban says this. Trying to bully Dr. Hotez is ridiculous. You have producers that will prepare you and get, get to control the conversation. Wait, Mark Cuban? Mark Cuban. Yeah. yeah. Shut up and dribble. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. So do you remember after that first ep- that first appearance, or I believe it was a second, but the one we played the clip from, the last appearance. As if Hotez couldn't put together his own crew of producers. He doesn't have anybody working for him. Or... Or you are an expert in this field. This is what you have dedicated your entire life to, and you can't debate. We sure as hell hope so, though. We sure as hell hope so, right? That this is what you've been studying, and you one would think feel freaking confident, right? That's what we're sold. That's what we're told to believe. Hope so. So he goes out after that first appearance. Everyone, all this pushback. I'm like, this. Why? Why do we listen to this guy? Right, the Freudian slip that you refer to, and. So he wrote an article in Nature magazine. I can find it. It's uh, it's time to confront uh, vaccine aggression. And it was the call for the Department of Justice and the DHS to get involved in people spreading vaccine misinformation. So he, he was already aggressively pushing for people to be deplatformed, silenced, censored, 
demonetized. Now he's like, I want these people prosecuted. Like we need to go after, we need to start censoring speech. Anyone going against the narrative, like I want the DHS involved at this time. And he, what he did, he goes, this, this misinformation, this COVID misinformation, vaccine hesitancy, people saying, uh, just take some vitamin E, get in the sun, go for a jog. I want them labeled as terrorists. Mm-hmm. And this is something we hit on this podcast all the time. Yeah. And this guy, Peter Hotez, in that article he wrote for nature.com, that's what the article is about. Like, it's time to take it up to the next level. So, yeah, if you're a frequent listener to the podcast, uh, that should not be a shock to you that that's the next step is you take it from just people that are um, vaccine wing nuts to, no, now you're a terrorist. And what does that mean? That means that we can come knock on your door and right. deal did, with you. I just found the article. And, <clears throat> cause, and, and think about there's something that we gloss over or we don't gloss over, but people gloss over just the title of what he's saying and, and the byline because it says, COVID vaccines, time to confront anti-vax aggression. The byline, halting the spread on the coronavirus will require a high-level counteroffensive against destructive new forces. That was his coded language at the beginning to get the DHS involved, but in the article, he very clearly, clearly spells out, this is terrorism and we need the government involved like to prosecute these people. But think about that term for a second. Terrorism? No. Anti-vax aggression. Mm. Can you guys think of a single example of anti-vax aggression? Think of the word aggression. Yeah, that that doesn't make sense. Right? Yeah, anti-vax means, it doesn't mean that you're running up and slapping the needle out of someone, some doctor's hand before you vaccinate someone. Exactly. Can you think of a single (laughs) example, even uh, a podcast, some kind of rhetoric, right? Mm -hmm. Someone's even saying something of trying to prevent someone else from getting vaccinated. I mean, I could imagine what that would sound like, uh, but I have never heard that. Okay, I have never Eddie, even like a, anything. No, even a, a like an anti-abortion, you know, bombing of an abortion clinic, like that's that's a thing mm-hmm. that you can conceive of. It has right. happened in the past, but I've never heard anything even right closely related to that as far as vaccination clinics or your Walgreens where you get your vaccine or any, anyone talking about or doing anything that the the only thing, only thing remotely close to that, that I've ever heard of is people that might be outside of the clinic or something that are saying like, do your research, that sort of stuff that are, have you seen that? I've to be fair. I've only seen article like stuff on social media. So you never know how accurate that is. Yeah. You know, but, but have you seen that? I've seen it where people have been like, yeah, they've been protesting, like, Mm. you know, calling them sheeple and stuff like that. That's the closest thing that I've heard. That is an aggression to me. So, yeah, I agree. I agree. That's the closest you could get to it. That's a constitutionally protected right. Right. Absolutely. It's not like a, it was like a mostly physically stop them or throw shit at them. As if it's cute that you think the Constitution actually has some (laughs) power anymore. (laughs) Uh, That was written a long time ago by old white men. Racists. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So that's why I was focusing on that word aggression. So I I didn't see any examples, and I haven't seen any examples. Nothing even close. But let's say there's people outside of a clinic giving out experimental (laughs) mRNA technology to children. And they say like, (laughs) do your research, like just saying, do your research. I would not qualify that as aggression, but let's, let's just say that that did happen. Right. But let's flip it on its other 
let's flip the coin over, right? Let's and, and just uh, to put a little bit more fine point on that, yeah. if if that was the case, you could guarantee there would be An some agent provocateur <laughs> in that group going and punching someone or yeah. trying to make a big deal Get out of it. That neatly folded brand and new you, swastika flag. Yep. yep. And <laughs> what do you know? Crap. CNN happened to have a truck in the parking lot to watch it happen. <laughs> yeah. Somebody just dropped a pallet of bricks over here. Yeah, exactly. And a bunch of guys in cargo shorts and flat tops get in the back of a U-Haul and <laughs> disappears into the night. So think. So let's flip it around, though. Let's talk about that word aggression, right? Mm-hmm. Let's, let's do it the other way. How about going, uh, you'll lose your job. Your kids can't attend school. Uh, you can't go on a plane. You can't leave the country. You can't go to this restaurant. Um, I mean, the list goes on and on. That's aggression. Or your kids could be taken away from you. Kids can be taken away from Much you. Much like with that video that we saw in Australia, in which is New Zealand. One yeah. of New Zealand, yeah, one of the most horrifying things I've ever seen. Uh, we're going to deplatform you. We're going to silence you. We're going to cens- um, censor you. We're going to demonetize, take away your livelihood. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to have. We're going to try to get the DHS to get involved and prosecute you legally as a terrorist, <laughs> Peter Hotez. <laughs> So after this JFK Jr. episode, Peter Hotez is at it, at it again. He's doing the exact same thing that he did before. He's on this, like, woe is me. Everyone's, like, picking on me and bullying me. And these are terrorists. This is just the same kind of thing as terrorism. Um, the DHS needs to look into this. You know, you get, you know, we got some white supremacy in there. Um, just all of the usual nonsense. All because people are going, like, hey, Put your money where your mouth is. Actually, we'll put your money. We'll put our money where your mouth is. Have this debate. We want to hear this debate. Mm-hmm. And he's calling that like basically like an attack. Like people are attacking him. He's fortunate that the left has so effectively weaponized being a total bitch that, <laughs> that he can just kind of back out and be like, they're, they're, they're harassing me. They're being violent towards me. Like, it's it's ridiculous. 30 years ago, like... Bitch, step up to the plate. You said this stuff. You got to back it up. Right. So now with the pot being over a million dollars, like, let's let's just take a timeout and go over just some basic, what do we know? Like, what are some some basic facts, right? Is Peter Hotez has been making the media rounds on MSNBC and CNN, The View, TMZ, and all with the most popular programs on these platforms are what an average of a little less than a million viewers per episode, mm-hmm. something like that. Your average Joe Rogan podcast has like minimum almost 10 million. He gets 400 million views a month. Yes. And they're talking about this RFK. I think it's uh, just about to hit like 40 million views so far. So far and above, like that's why we had to look at that up. Eddie He's like far and above, like, the biggest platform probably in the world. And this RFK episode is going to be the most downloaded podcast in, in the history of media, basically. Probably. Yeah. Not that you'll know that. Is, so, when, so now they try to spin this, and this is like what MSNBC is saying. Like, well, we're not going to go... I think Mark Cuban, one of the things he said is like, I, why, why would he go on this like Jerry Springer show and talk about ideas. This is ridiculous. They're talking about like the Joe Rogan podcast is beneath him, right? He's an intellectual, he's an expert. Mm-hmm. He's a vaccinologist, right? He's an expert in vaccines. Why would he go on this like silly little, you know, circus show of a platform and, and to, you know, expecting to have a serious debate and go like, this, 
this is the biggest platform in the world. Like, what are you talking about? Why would he not do that? He goes on TMZ, but he's not going to go on the Joe Rogan podcast. Like, talk about the Jerry Springer show. I mean, I don't, I don't know, how would you describe TMZ to anyone? Yeah, no shit. It was a, as a celebrity gossip channel. Is so that he, what it is? Well, <laughs> I think that's actually what it is. Yeah, yeah good point. That's, uh, yeah, it's, it's convenient just to be able to ask that question and then... That's one thing about Twitter. Like, you can ask that question and then never look at your responses. Mm-hmm. But I'm sure a lot of people responded to that. And no, no. Explained that, why. It's exactly what happens. He should. Yeah. Or the other way is, like, they hear uh, Joyless Reed say that, which she did. She goes, that's ridiculous. You're bullying this, you're, you're bullying this guy. And he's not going to go on this little sideshow, you know, freak show of a media yeah. platform. And so everyone picks that up. You know what I mean? The, the left, they get their marching orders and they go right to work. You know what I mean? And that's where you get the uh, debate me bro memes and stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. It's very clever. Yeah. <laughs> yep. People are proud of themselves. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it was no surprise that as soon as he went on Joe Rogan, that was when they released the hounds to try to discredit right. everything about yes. RFK. Yes. And it's the like, same thing. Okay, you, you he s- stepped it up a notch. Now people are paying attention. We want all hands on deck. We have to discredit this guy. We have to do everything yeah. we can. And that's just like it, phase one. Like, let's just try to discredit him normally. I mean, we could assassinate him like we did his uncle. Like, we'll go there if we have to. We can maybe one step down do what we did to Trump if we have to do that. I mean, they have plenty of tools in their tool bag to, to deal with this guy. Right. What we're seeing right now is just this kind of initial phase of... Yeah. handling him in the in the least uh illegal way possible. <laughs> and this and this is the part this I don't care what your ideas are. I want to hear all the ideas. Like that's how you get to some semblance of truth, which who knows what's true, right? But you have to have the discussion. Like how do you refine your ideas if you can't have the discussion with someone? I don't care what they are, where you stand on something. Like, I want to hear your ideas on that. I could be vehemently opposed to what you're saying. I still want to hear it. And we always talk about the people that censor have never been on the right side of history. There's never been a period where there has been censorship or silencing voices. And they're like, turns out they were right. Good thing they shut them up. Like that's the worst, more than anything that we talk about on this podcast. That is the most maddening aspect of society. It drives me nuts. And we're seeing it so much more. And it, it disturbs me because that was a right thing in the 80s. It came from the religious right banning art, banning music, banning movies, and it has completely flipped, and it is, like, mind-boggling to, to like, watch. And it, it drives me insane. And so the perfect example of this is, like, now that this whole debate, the thing we're talking about, has reached, like, a fever pitch. It's in every media outlet is talking about it. There's, you know, over a million dollars being ponied up. And what is their answer? What is Peter Hotez's answer? He's getting together a propaganda campaign to try to get Spotify to deplatform the Joe Rogan podcast. So like, no, we, need to, we just need to shut them up completely. They, they're pulling, Google pulled off, is constantly pulling down any interview with RFK Jr. at this point. They're yeah. silencing, they're censoring. It's like, it's fascism. It's, it drives me crazy. It's like, why, what are you, what are you so afraid of? Expert. Oh, what are you, expert in the anti-fascist? <laughs> yes. What, I, I just, I don't understand what is so dangerous about hearing like another idea? It's like, if it's a bad idea, everyone should hear it. And it's, you know, 
shit falls and cream fucking rises to the top. Like if it's a good idea, people will be on board. If it's a bad idea, it'll be obvious. At the same time that they're doing that, they're trying to censor Mm -hmm. that sort of, that sort of talk. They are promoting or not promoting, but, um, mocking and saying people that censor are always on the wrong side of history themselves about books, you know, Mm -hmm. because Florida tries to ban certain literature or whatnot. And so they're always chirping about how the right is trying to ban books and they must be evil, but they can't see the hypocrisy in what they're doing because they're trying to ban speech. They're irony proof. It's incredible (laughs) to me. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That irony ball (laughs) written by my head. Yeah. So when you hear a guy like Peter Hotez and all of mainstream media is, is jumps right in lockstep with him, and when he comes out and goes, his response to that is like, okay, here's all this money. Like, we're ready to go. You just, we want to hear your ideas, and you're going to have it with this other person that you don't agree with. We're going to have a civil discourse. And his response is, we need to get that person silenced. We need them deplatformed. Like, we just need to cancel this whole thing. Like, we should not... People shouldn't be allowed to hear these ideas anymore. That means like one of three things in my mind. You guys correct me if I'm wrong. Mm -hmm. He's lying, right? He knows his ideas are lies. Yeah. He is wrong, but his heels are so dug in that he can't can't right the ship. He's just like, I have to double down at this point. So he knows he's wrong. Yeah, he knows he's wrong. His his narrative fell apart. He can't give in at this point. Which is what I think of it is. Think it is. And a little bit of number one, too. It's like, yeah, yeah. Everything that you've said about COVID turned out to not be true. Mm-hmm. About the vaccines, about masks, about every single thing, about the lockdowns. You're wrong. If that scenario, time. if that scenario is correct, what what is the downside in coming clean? Right, you know, because I mean? in the first scenario, he's just lying. Mm-hmm. Right? I get that. Right, he's just lying, and he's a, a shill for the pharmaceutical companies, which I think is which probably he is, yeah, yeah, very accurate. Uh, let's say he was wrong, and he's like, "Well, I've gone this far; I can't give in now." What harm is there? What's his mental uh, process where he says, "I can't; I've gone this far; I can't go back." You know, why not? Why not just give in? And that doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, I mean, you're trying to figure out someone else's psychology, but it could also it could be something like there. Probably a combination of that, and there's also like a nefarious, like upper level. Like he is directly connected to the pharmaceutical companies, which I believe that he is. That kind of goes back to more to the number one, though. Right, just lying. Which he's lying. Yeah, yeah. And then number three is like he's just a spineless fucking coward. Like he still believes that he's right. Still believes that you know that he got everything right. That the science changed or whatever. Right. And he's just he's just a chicken shit. Or could could that one could number three also be just like he's just dumb enough to just believe his own shit like he just like truly is like well that's something that's something that we talk about quite a bit where it becomes right is it are they being nefarious or are they that could be the number one is the lying and Mm -hmm. heels dug in two like you were saying three is he's just too much of a coward or four and i think this is what you were alluding to it's just it's become a religion it's like I'm just you can't That's, question my religion. Right. It's a He's it's blind a, to it's a fundamentalist belief. Yeah. I got my little ritual here with my mask and my little hand sanitizer. You know what I mean? This is my sacrament. This is right. what I do. And he, he has uh data points that give him enough faith mm-hmm. that he can hold on to it. Yeah. Never he can ignore the three hundred other data points that 
refute that one, but he has that one and he can hold on to it and just be a good little uh, believer. So when I say that... I think it's number one, it's a liar. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, okay. So well, another thing that we always talk about on here is that when someone gets something continually wrong over and over and over, it's like we go like, what is it? Stupid or liar? Which one? There's your two options. Like there's a, there's a reason. And then the third, the second question is, you know, we talk about this in reference to like the climate change, Inc., capital climate change, is... At what point, if, the, if these people got things wrong every single time, like, why are they right now? Just I'm just asking the question. It's like, oh, no, they got now. Well, now that we have the knowledge, I was like, but they thought they had the knowledge 10 years ago, 20 years ago, 30 years ago, 40 years ago. Mm-hmm. They thought they had the knowledge in the COVID in the beginning and in the middle, and then the science change. It's like they continually get everything wrong. And we rattle that off, right, from the hip, saying that a lot. So I'm like, okay, so I got to find, like, an example. So I got a Peter Hotez supercut. You gotta call now. If you wait, uh, it's gonna be really too late to protect your child. I'm strongly recommending for adolescents to get their two doses of vaccine and fully immunized after those two doses. This is gonna be a long-lasting vaccine, a long-lasting vaccine. We're seeing that two doses is not holding up well. You need that third immunization. The two mRNA vaccines were always a three-dose vaccine. A fourth immunization, oh just just to keep them to keep them going. The new bivalent one is, is doing a much better job. You have to get a booster. You're gonna need a third booster as well a fifth it looks as though the boosters are not holding up quite as well as we'd like uh, what's going to happen is every you know a few months we may need another booster uh, uh. so stupid or liar because when you hear stuff like this right his progression of like everything i'm saying is not true and i'm going to contradict it in, in a couple months from now and then people's response is like well they didn't know i'm like well then they're bad at their job so why would i like, did they get better at their job all of a sudden? Like, I doubt it. It would make sense. Oh, yeah, they didn't know. Okay, I, I can buy that. I, I I think he probably thought something different and then, like, thought something new. Mm-hmm. And then five months later thought something new. I get that. I mm-hmm. think that's probably accurate. You're right. He didn't know. But the rest of us fucking knew. <laughs> that's, what, that's what my we point. We were talking about it and saying, <laughs> and I... It didn't take that much research to know. Like, there was plenty of data out there that we saw. I don't know. And a guy like that has blinders on. He doesn't want to hear from RFK Jr. on right. this stuff. He doesn't want to look into that stuff because his religion says that that stuff is sacrilegious. Mm-hmm. And I cannot go there. It's yeah. that, that, that was the point I was just about to make. I was going to say, when you talk to people about this, I'm like, oh, okay, so let's just take this guy, Peter Hotez. It's just, here's some clips of him getting everything wrong over and over and over and over and over again. I was like, well, he didn't know, you know, it was a new it was a novel coronavirus and, you know, they were figuring things out as they went. I'm like, the thing that's disturbing is that me and my dumb carpenter MMA <laughs> barbecue friends <laughs> magically got everything right. So, and... I don't remember in the very beginning of the pandemic doing a shit ton of research on coronaviruses or vaccines. I just walked up my front door. I'm like, I just, I think I'm fine. Just, uh, and what would you say? And I, I have an answer in mind, but what would you say to someone who said, well, that was your religion. Your religion said no to vaccines, said no to, uh, anything that the, uh, that the Democrats or the, you know, the statists would have, would have said. Your religion made you I have believe an answer that it for was that. right. My answer for that is, well, let's just call it a religion. The behavior, the ritual of my religion is not to do anything. 
then I'm totally fine with that. It's a completely benign religion. My religion at no point involves me telling someone else what to do. Or, and I'm not even doing anything myself. My religion is like, I'm going to go to work and go running and have barbecues at my house and nothing's going to change. I'm going to ignore this whole thing. If you want to call that religion, which was completely normative societal behavior three months ago, I'm okay with that. And that makes you really yeah. fucking weird and demented, by the way. Uh, well, and I, I agree with that. And I would say, yeah, but they still got it right. How come your religion wouldn't let you look at what we got right? Even if, even if it is two different religions, and in this specific example, one religion got it right, and the other religion got it totally wrong, how come the religion that got it wrong couldn't see all of the stuff that the other one was saying? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Just because it was a religion that wasn't your religion, you had to be against it, right. which is actually probably the most accurate thing that we've said in the last 20 minutes, that Donald Trump and Trump supporters were so off limits and, you know, just uh, embarrassing and, and awful that anything that they thought had to be, the opposite had to be true. Mm -hmm. Not that Donald Trump was anti-vaccine. I'm mm -hmm. not saying that. Operation Warp Speed. But there was this, this division came down where I'm it said everyone on that side is evil and we cannot accept anything that they, that they say. A very convenient kind of religious trick, by the way. Like, these are the bad guys and we're the good guys and yeah. just ignore everything that they say. Eddie, jump in there. <laughs> all right well, so i did get a good uh uh chart right here that was it's from 2021 it's fairly recent the joe rogan gets 11 million viewers per show the next highest was tucker carlson tonight when he was on fox and what's interesting about this chart is that the top one two well let's see one Joe Rogan's number one, numbers two, three, four, five, and six are all from Fox News. So you have Tucker Carlson with three million His viewers. Is really new, right? Tucker Carlson. This is when he was on Fox. Oh, oh, okay. The five with also three million, just below Tucker. Hannity with just below that, almost three million. Fox News primetime, two and a half million. The Ingram angle with just under that, two and a half million. And then Rachel Maddow and an NBC and CNN show. Isn't that fascinating? One, two, three, four, five out of the top six are all Fox News shows. Yet, and the other being Joe Rogan. Yet, yeah, and then Joe Rogan was obviously on the top. And yet, Joyless Reed would uh, have us believe that the left has won the culture. <laughs> <laughs> and we shouldn't pay attention to these fringe, like bizarre right wing, <laughs> you know, conspiracy shows. Yeah. Yeah, the, the, the loud minority. Yeah. <laughs> As obviously shown by the viewing stats. So um, stop me if you don't want me to talk about the last podcast, but no. toward, towards the end, you guys had that clip with uh, um, um, what's the Comedy Central guy, John Stewart? John Stewart. And I had to, uh, when I was listening to that, I was in lockstep with you. Like, mm -hmm. there's no way this guy is saying that without just a mouthful of shit, like just a shit eating. That's why I was just like, I, this has got to be satire. Yeah. Because I mean, what he was saying is exactly what's going on. Yeah. We've right? been texting about that. Cause at the end we talked about some more. Cause that's, that was my reaction. When I first saw it. I'm like, no, 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 this has got to be satire. And it's like, I, I'm not a hundred percent there though. 
It's yeah. it's you watch it. It was I mean, so disturbing to 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 hear that sort of John, thing. John Stewart you is no, it's going on right now. Yeah, John Stewart is a smart guy. Like for him to be that self unaware would kind of shock me. But yeah, but if you've watched his show recently, like it's extremely self unaware. I used to think that about Stephen Colbert, and that guy is an insufferable corporate cocksucker. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I. I, we like you said we've been texting back and forth about that episode but or that 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 clip with John Stewart cuz it is so it should be so obviously him just being like you would hope talking about Tucker Carlson <laughs> like the <laughs> mainstream media has been silenced on this uh on this topic and how how awful that would be if that ever happened in America. it would never stand in America yeah like, like uh, it's I don't know. <laughs> so I played that that Hotez, and you brought up something that actually I want to get into. Um, not that I'm a Trump supporter, but <laughs> we're gonna talk to him for a sec. Is I played that that Hotez super clip for two reasons: is that he was either lying or wrong the entire time. Therefore. When someone has a track record as abysmal as someone like that, or an Anthony Fauci or Rochelle Walensky, or I mean, any of these people that were fully on board with this whole COVID pandemic narrative nonsense, is they're they're fully one hundred percent discredited in my mind. Not only on this subject, but I also don't I don't need to hear your your thoughts on climate change or what we should do with the economy. Like you you're there's something wrong with you. Go work it out on your own. But I'm I'm done listening to you. I always thought that this was a great indicator of telling, of, of finding out that someone's full of shit. It's when something, someone's behavior, or their ideology, or the way that they view the world perfectly mirrors the two-party illusion. It, it becomes like a political binary. Mm-hmm. You know, you've seen those those kind of those montages of going up to people wearing masks by themselves outside. Like, why why are you wearing a mask? And like, I don't know. Like, do you think it does anything? He's like, no. I just, I don't want anyone to think I'm a Trump supporter. Yeah. And you feel like sad for them. You're like, mm-hmm. I just, uh, like, that's how your brain works. Like you were infatuated with this entity, this idea of this person that shouldn't exist in your life, to be honest with you. You should be giving right. no thought on what's there. Well, They've broken their brains. It's that tribal thing that we talk about. Your, your tribe should consist of about 50 people, but in your mind, it consists of 150 million. Right. So remember when Trump came out in the early, uh, late in his presidency, I guess it would be, but the early days of the COVID pandemic, and he vowed to have a readily available vaccine for COVID, the new pandemic. Yes. Emergency. And I remember. Do you guys remember what the left's reaction was? I won't take that vaccine. Yep. It's not safe. Kamala Harris. But if Donald uh, Trump tells us I should t- that we should take it, I'm not taking it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we know. So Pepperidge Farms remembers. What? <laughs> Is that woman Everyone's smoking? smoking. <laughs> <laughs> so, and we know, I mean, I remember hearing that from, I mean, we live in a very far one-way ideological place. Everyone was like, I'm not taking, no, no, I'm not taking this weird Trump jab and all this stuff. As if Trump was in a laboratory, like, "Ah, a little bit of this, (laughs) a little bit of that. Which is funny. (laughs) This is funny, though. So to go back to something you were talking about earlier, is that when people talk about what's the difference between, let's call it what we see, let's call it our religion and their religion, what's the difference between your two religions? I'm like, well, when Trump came out and said, like, 
I'm going to have this vaccine readily available. We're like, I'm not taking it. And then, then you know, the left's like, I'm not taking it. And I'm like, oh, okay, cool, good on you. Mm-hmm. And then Biden, Biden becomes president. Like, we need shots in arms, and we're still like, I'm not taking it. <laughs> like, nothing, yeah, and the, the left is here. Like, I'm taking it, and I'm getting a fucking tattoo on my arm. <laughs> <of it. laughs> I give two shits who the president is. I'm still not taking it. It doesn't right. matter to me. So this is from Yahoo News. Uh, I'm going to quote the article here. Epide- epidemiologists and vaccine experts are alarmed at the FDA administration, uh, in which we can call the Trump administration because that's how they're re- painting this article. Recent assertion that they consider approving a coronavirus vaccine before the completion of clinical late-stage late trials. The FDA commissioner can issue an EUA, Emergency Use Authorization Act. And just a reminder, remember the EU, the EUA, sorry, can't... Fuck the EU. <laughs> the EUA cannot be issued if there is already a readily available... If there's an option. If there's a product on the market, ivermectin, that can that can possibly fight this same health crisis. Yeah, a treatment, not another vaccine, but a treatment. Right. And ivermectin happened to be that drug. And what did we see? What was the mainstream media? What was the complete like zeitgeist about ivermectin? It's a dangerous horse paste. I want to jump in here. Yes, right please. Now because uh, I'm I'm connected to the veterinary community. Mm-hmm. And it actually blew me away how many doctors were mocking the ivermectin use. Doctors meaning uh, uh, vets or uh... doctors? Really? Yeah. Um, they should know. I. They of all people should know the very uh, like the, the vast uses yeah. of ivermectin, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. We have these people that are. They've got the degrees. They've gone through the eight years of of education, and yet they don't understand the use of that drug, and they're following. They're stepping in line with the. With the, medication. what the narrative is, yeah. yeah. With the religious uh, yeah. fundamentalism. I mean, it really took me back that these people that should know better were... Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know. Well, I mean, the, the goddamn drug won the Nobel Prize for, yeah, the, the, for I, use in, in humans, by the way. To be horses. honest, I, yes. didn't, yeah. I didn't know that until the controversy with Rogan happened, mm-hmm. and yeah. he had to explain himself. Yeah. You know? And then it's, I was like, oh, like, I can afford human medicine, motherfucker. Yeah. I mean, it blows me <laughs> away. Sanjay Gupta. And Sanjay Gupta left that podcast. He goes, I can, I can afford human medicine, bitch. That's what he said to him. And Sanjay Gupta left that episode, went straight back to CNN, and started mocking horse paste again. Yep. Yeah. Nothing changed. He went back, okay, I'm back at my job. Like, here's what the narrative is. Like, I'm not, I didn't yeah. change my goddamn mind about a single thing. And as you're saying, the people that invented ivermectin, it's like one of the most widely distributed drugs in human beings, by the way, in human beings in recent history. So much of primarily in Africa because it cures things like malaria and river blindness. blindness. And just as an odd coincidence, COVID really didn't hit Africa that bad. Yeah. Probably a coincidence. It's all the vitamin D, most likely. So back to the article. The commissioner can declare an EUA if he determines that the benefits of rushing it to production outweigh the risks. But several vaccine experts said they were deeply concerned with the idea. Here's where we have fun. No vaccine has ever been approved on an EUA basis, said Dr. Peter Hotez, a top vaccine expert. We don't do EUAs for vaccines, Hotez says. It's a lower quality review, and when you're talking about vaccinating a large chunk of the population, that's not acceptable. It's unacceptable to put the vaccine in the hands of the population without putting it through the normal rigors of clinical testing. He was adamantly against the COVID vaccine. 
when Trump was president. What year was that? Uh, that would be October of 2019, okay. I believe. Yeah. Because they, I mean, let's like call it what it is. If Trump came up with a vaccine that was helpful for COVID, it would have benefited him oh, yeah. politically. Yes. Right? Whether the vaccine worked or not, which it didn't. So he should have fucking changed. He should have went the other way with it. We would have been right. The left should have gone the other way with it. <laughs> yes. God, it would have made their jobs so much easier. So, Except, well, that might not have benefited the pharmaceutical companies. So never mind. I'm going so, to go back to the drawing board. So then that. we see, and this is why that we can look at people like this, and I'm not doing this just to pick on Peter Hotez because he is basically the indicator. Like he is representative of your Bill Gates and your Anthony Fauci's and your Rochelle Walensky's and your Rant and your Weingarten's and all the, your Leanna Wens, who actually kind of came around and has made mm-hmm. public statements that she was wrong. Mm-hmm. But this is, like, why do you, why are we still listening to these people? Like he, this is, this guy is the epitome of these, how these people are full of shit. And so he says all these things of like, you know, Trump's president's like, no, we're not, you know, it, this is totally unsafe and needs to go through the rigors of clinical late stage trials. Biden becomes president after he won the presidency with 81 million votes, <laughs> allegedly, <laughs> and turns on a dime. Most ever. <laughs> turns on a dime, a complete 180. And saying like, okay, we need like we need to get this vaccine to market. We need shots in arms. So much so that he began his focus on kids aged five to eleven. This is a quote from from Hotez after Biden is president. I would like to have seen more of a full throated endorsement of the vaccine. The need for a vaccine for children children ages five to eleven is clear. As in now we knew, like he knew what was going on the entire time. It's completely a political statement. So why, like, look, do these people think that internet does not exist, that, that we can easily kind of, this is on Yahoo News. This well, is not like off some obscure, <laughs> like, Instagram channel that I found. What they've figured out is that it doesn't, to, to a degree, it doesn't matter that the internet exists because most people are, are going to take what NPR tells them and they're fucking the God's right. honest yes. truth and just go with it. And that's, yeah, yeah. and they are fucking right. It's, it's kind of that easy. It drives me, this is, yeah, that drives me insane. It, it does. It works. Yeah. They, they just say that. Well, no, Larry Elder Larry is a white supremacist. Okay. Can we, can we have a discussion about this? No, yeah, silence that guy. Me, bro. Silence, silence that guy. <laughs> <laughs> that debate would be pretty short. He's not white. <laughs> oh, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Jamie, look that up. I rest my case. <laughs> So here's the point, is that Peter Hotez is one of those people. These are the people that are responsible. These are the people that, while your children, your children missed almost two years of education, while your small business closed down, while you lost friends, while we had skyrocketing rates of depression, anxiety, uh, fucking addiction, domestic abuse. And when you ask, like, why are you bullying him? That's why. Because now we're going to fucking bully you. Not only because you deserve it anyway, but because you chose to dug, dig your heels in and there's no apology. There will be no fucking pandemic amnesty, Emily Oster. Like, we are going to fucking bully you. I'm sorry. Like, you're going to have to fucking deal with it. You were wrong, lying, or just a spineless fucking pile of shit. So you were going to get fucking bullied and you fucking deserve it. We're not going to fucking stop. Perfecto. Hay tantas 
cosas que no quise hacer Pero sigo aprendiendo Hoy solo sé que yo te hice sufrir Quiero que sepas antes de partir Que hoy por fin encontré Una razón para